What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu, Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Super pumped, as always, bringing you very incredible guests from all over. Actually, this person is located here in the Chicagoland area, but we were not able to get together in person, maybe next time. She is an MBA. She's a former Israeli soldier, former professional fundraiser, now CEO and co-founder of Vetted Pet Health. Please welcome Maya Kadena. Maya, thank you for joining us today. I cannot wait to get into it with you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited and I can't wait to share all my secrets with you. Well, I don't know about all of us. We got to keep some secrets to ourselves. <laughs> That's what keeps the mystery about us, especially as women. You know what I mean? Like, hello. <laughs> Well, I really wish we could have done this in person because the energy with um, being there together is so much more impactful, but that's okay. We're going to make it a good show anyways for those that are watching and listening. I'm actually fascinated that you joined the Israeli Defense Forces and served as an infantry infantry instructor guiding soldiers on weapons and tanks on the Gaza and Lebanon border. What made you want to want to do that so i know it's pretty crazy when i hear you saying it and i take myself out of the equation for a quick second i'm like what yeah what, what did you say but um i was raised in los angeles in calabasas and i really felt like um it's a very beautiful area and i was born with a lot of opportunities. I'm very thankful for my parents for carving out all those opportunities for me as a child. But I really needed something more meaningful. I needed to feel fulfilled. And I've always been like this since I was a child. I was always looking for something that would fulfill me. Yeah. And I told my parents when I was 17, I told them I'm moving to Israel. Um, we're, we're Jewish. We're a Jewish family. And um, my from my mom's side, they come from Baghdad, from Iraq. And they escaped to Iran and then to Israel and lived there. From my dad's side, he's a Romanian-Russian family, um, escaped pogroms, moved to Israel and America. So I just felt this calling to go and serve in Israel in the military as a Jewish person. And I just told them I was moving from Calabasas to the IDF, and I did it. Wow. Um, holy cow. So are you... You're, are you a U.S. citizen, though, no? Yes, born and raised in the United States. And I will say that it was a hard decision for me. I was thinking maybe I should join the U.S. Army. Maybe I should do the military here. Should I do it in, in Israel? Um, I decided to do the IDF because, you know, as a Jewish person, it's been a very rare experience to have sovereignty over a Jewish state. And I felt this opportunity to be able to do that. Um, and I'm very lucky because part of the opportunity that the Israeli Defense Forces gave me was actually to do joint trainings between the U.S. military and the IDF. So, yeah, that was one of the biggest highlights of my entire career in the military was being able to, as a dual citizen, I was able to train U.S. military that was stopped over in Israel. They would we would train them on IDF tactics and then I could train the IDF side on US military tactics. So I got to really combine both my identities. Wow, that's wild. So being a US citizen, how does that work joining the Israeli uh, Defense Force? Because that's, I mean, is there like a, um, 
intricate process to do that or because you're Jewish, they allow you to, to join? Yeah, it's a great question. And, um, you know, thank God that United States and Israel have such an incredible bond and they really share, you know, top classified information with one another as allies. Um, so it was a very easy process for me. I, I moved to Israel as a Jewish person. Um, you can move back to the state of Israel and you can get uh, citizenship and different benefits. They really integrate you into society. Wow. So I did that and I notified the U.S. government that I was doing so. And that's it. Everything else was pretty smooth from there. And that's only because you're Jewish. Correct. Yes. As a Jewish person, I had the uh, possibility to go and move there and serve um, the Jewish people in the in the government, in the country. That's fascinating. Well, congratulations. I, I think that's just awesome to do that. And so let's um you're a former professional fundraiser. Now I've done fundraising and that is a lot of work. Yes, I call it fundraising. I'm just saying for me, it's fun. Oh, so fun I take out the meat and call it fundraising. <laughs> yes, no, that was to, my joke. <laughs> you have to really want, love giving. And I, and, I, and I do, I try to do some kind of like food drive, toy drive, something like once a year for, a, um, a cause I'm very passionate about, but regardless, as, as much as it's fulfilling for me, and I think that's just, we should all be doing something to give back no matter what, it is a lot of work. And I think I'm very type A, so I do more than my fair share. And I do like, <laughs> I end up getting like massive amounts of donations because I just want to do as much as I can, you know, but it is, it's, um, it's, it can be, it's, it's not like an easy job. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think I am blessed because it was easier for me than I saw it for other people. Um, I felt very comfortable asking people for money. Yeah, And I think a lot of people, when they think about fundraising and they see themselves in a position where they're having a coffee with someone and by the end of the coffee, they're literally asking them to give money, they feel like awkward about it. Um, I never felt awkward. I felt that I was meeting people. The, the hardest thing in fundraising is getting the meeting, isn't actually getting the funds. It's getting the meeting. Yeah. So I already knew if I was having a meeting with someone, they cared enough about this issue to give me something that's way more valuable than money, time. Yeah. And so I was already, you know, 90% in and I was just asking them to give to a cause they were already passionate about. Yeah. I have no problem asking for money for somebody else for a cause. I've always had a problem with asking for money for myself. And like, I don't know why it that is. I mean, I'm getting better. Don't get me wrong. I'm getting better because, you know, a girl's got to survive over here. <laughs> but you know, I'm just so like humble that I, you know, it's just it's different. But um, well, thank you for all that you do. But there is a part of you that you just can't seem to get away from. And you just love being an entrepreneur. I know. I call it a masochist by nature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, I, I love it. What can I do? It fuels me. And I, it just takes me back to this concept of fulfillment. I, I think I really internalized at a young, I'm, I, I was always very passionate about philosophy and I internalized at a very young age that my time in this world is limited Yeah, and not in a bad way as a driver as a way to be like, I understand, I have internalized, I've rationalized 
that as much as I want to believe I'll be here forever, I will not be here forever. I have a certain amount of time on planet Earth, and I would like to maximize my potential. And the only way I feel that I can maximize my potential is tapping into that fulfillment driver. Um, And so entrepreneurship was a natural fit for me because really you have no limitations, zero limitations in entrepreneurship. And sometimes that lack of structure is the thing that also drives people crazy. For me, you know, I find my rhythm in it. Like I find peace in type of chaos. Oh yeah. So I've been, I'm, I'm entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur since I was little. I was raised by my grandparents. They had their own printing business. My dad had his own business. So I come from a long line of entrepreneurs. And so, um, you know, I started my first little business when I was 13, cutting grass and babysitting and cleaning houses. So, you know, I think that as much as there's not a lot of structure, you can be very systematic in how you are are as an entrepreneur, which creates structure for you. You know, there is a lot of chaos and sometimes, you know, every day is not going to look the same, but there can be a systematic process for you with how you manage your business as an entrepreneur. So, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think the part that you can't really control is the external effects, right? So whatever happens externally, you really need to have a growth mindset. Because if you take take these external factors personally and you start to just, you know, like make it a part of the narrative of why you're successful or not successful or you, you have guilt or blame, then you're just going to dig a deeper hole. But if you see it as a growth opportunity, okay, what can I learn from this? What is the universe, the market, the whatever you want to call it, trying to tell me here? Yeah. And you can say, okay, I'm going to maximize even a very difficult position. I'm going to squeeze this as much as possible, and I'm going to be better tomorrow because of it. Today's episode is brought to you by Honey Love. Ladies, let's talk about shapewear. We all know most shapewear makes you feel like you're being suffocated. That sexy dress in the back of your closet is so freaking cute, but the thought of having your insides squished by your shapewear is just not worth it. That's why Honey Love spent years researching and developing effective shapewear that's actually comfortable. Overly tight, cheap, and sticky fabrics that roll up are a thing of the past. Thanks to Honey Love, you can finally feel confident and comfortable in your favorite outfits. We have an exclusive deal for our listeners for a limited time only. You can get Honey Love's best deal they offer. Get 20% off your entire order with the code LABELFREE20 at honeylove.com. That's right, ladies. Get 20% off of your entire order with LABELFREE20 at honeylove.com. So let's talk about what you're doing now. So you love love animals like me. Oh my gosh, I love them. <laughs> so what kind of what kind of pet do you have? Yeah, so that was uh, one of the the plus sides of doing a Zoom is cuz you get to see the cool background we have. Everyone at Vetted has this type of background and it always showcases their little one. Oh, is that yours? Yeah. Oh. This is my little baby. I love him so much. You might hear him soon. He might come in and he snores when he's a French bulldog, so he snores. Yeah, no, I've got minor, minor passed out on each side of me. So I've got one, like she's still in puppy stage. Usually she'll like be running back here. So everybody that is watching the show is an audience of the show is used to that. And the other one, he's a little bit older. So he's just, he's more calm now. But so tell us about Vetted. I love, I mean, I just love it. So let us, tell us like what, what, 
prompted that? And what is it exactly for, you know, pet owners like myself? Awesome. Well, so first of all, you know, when I knew I wanted to go back to entrepreneurship, I had this like, it, I had this big question in my mind, what are you going to do? Like, you know, what skills you're good at? What are you going to apply them in? And I, again, back to this area of fulfillment, I was raised with seven pugs in my house. So yeah, I know we started with two, one wasn't neutered, one wasn't spayed, boom, seven. Wow. Uh, I know pretty crazy. And my mom, God bless her. She, she nursed the pugs. So she then couldn't give them away. So all of a sudden we went from two to seven. Um, but I grew up in like always being surrounded by dogs. Um, my sister went to the military. Also, she served in the canine unit. She had a working dog relationship, unbelievable love between her and her Belgian shepherd. She got to take him home with her. Um, and then I got a French bulldog and my husband and I, we, we see like our Frenchie is really like our firstborn, really like he's such a massive part of our life and all our conversations about him. If no one knew he was a dog, they would think it's a child, right? Yeah. It's a baby. I get it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was just really amazed by this intersectionality between going to the vet, like the vet care world and the insurance world. So I felt like, okay, I am, I'm willing to pay, you know, this is like my child. I want to keep him around as long as possible. His lifespan is anyway, so short compared to mine. And I was willing to pay at the vet. I was willing to pay for the best insurance And I kept finding myself going to the vet, paying around $500 every time I'm going between 300 and 500. And the insurance wasn't covering a lot of that. So I was asking myself, why? Where's the disconnect here? I'm not sure I understand it. Yeah. And when I dug into it, what I saw was insurance doesn't focus on prevention. It only focuses on accidents and illnesses. Hmm. So really it's like for a catastrophic scenario, then you have coverage, but what about preventing the catastrophic scenario? And I kept looking at my Frenchie and thinking, wow, you kind of look like me. Like I looked at his teeth. I was like, you have teeth like me. You have a tongue like me. You have a heart like me. You have hips like me. You have diabetes. If I don't give you the right food and exercise you. So I started to think, but they're so similar to humans. Shouldn't we focus on prevention just like we do in human healthcare? Yeah. And that's when I started to go to ERs, to pet ERs. And I used to sit there overnight and just watch what oh, people wow. are coming in for. Yeah. Um, thank God I, I, through my network, I had, um, some of like my advisors and mentors, they were already in vet care, they're veterinarians working in ER. So they let me come and watch what was going on there. And that's when doctors were telling me, um, I, I went to the veterinary emergency group. They're one of the largest ERs in this country right now and are the best in what they do. They're all about transparency. So all the tables are in a room and the doctor was pointing like this, preventable, preventable, preventable at the tables. And I asked, I said, what should we do? Like you guys have sometimes five hour wait times. Yeah. Like what should we do? And she said, listen, it's so frustrating. Like we went to vet school. We know how we can prevent these issues, but we don't have the bandwidth to teach you guys. 
Yeah. We can't we can't become like parenting that we don't we don't even we see 23 to 30 patients a day. Yeah. We don't have time to teach. But it would be so amazing if someone could just teach pet parents what they could do from home to prevent these issues. And then I asked her off the top of your head, how many issues do you see in the ER that you believe could have been prevented? And she said 60 to 70%. Holy cow, that's a large number. Yeah. And that's when it hit me. Okay. Like, I know there's going to be a heavy educational curve. I know that we're, there's going to be a lot of challenges and I know all these things, but just this crazy deep belief in people that if they knew, if they understood, they would do it, that yeah. it would be a driver for them. So went to business school and I pitched it in front of my entire class and said, I'm not going to investment banking. I'm not going to consulting. Like, I know that's what 95% of business school people do. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm ripping my CV. I'm never working on it again. And my, my, my co-founder, she was like, I also came to business school for that. I have a cat. I spent $10,000 on her trying to cure her from things that were preventable. If she would have gotten the care when she was younger, she adopted her later in life. And she said, I'm a technical co-founder. I'm obsessed with this. I want to do it with you. And the two of us teamed up and started vetted. That's amazing. So um, tell us a little bit how it works. Like, so if somebody says, okay, I found vetted, I heard it on Deanna's label free podcast. I'm interested in learning more about how I, I can use a service for my pets. What does that look like for new people coming to you? Great question. So vetted pet health is a digital preventative health membership that targets five pillars of preventative health. So the veterinarians we work with, they created this system and said, if we could focus on five pillars that people could do in their own home, that is the same standard of veterinarian care. Okay. So five pillars are dental care, yeah. skin and grooming, digestive care, mental health, which is mostly behavioral issues. And the last one is hip and joint care. Okay. So these are the domains you could really control within the home. And what Vetted does through our membership, so it's $24 a month, or you could pay upfront for the year and get a lot more perks and additional benefits. But basically what you get is an app. On the app, you get 24-7, a team of 24-7 veterinary professionals. Okay. So they're on the app for you, and they educate you and teach you how to do these five pillars of health. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Let's say that something's going on and you reach out to us. Let's say you see sores on your dogs and yeah. you're, you're nervous, like something's growing there. What is this? Should I go to the vet? You can absolutely re reach out to us and we will help you determine whether you need to go to the vet or not, but it doesn't stop there. This is the, this is where I think we take things to the next level. There's a reason your dog has the sores. Right. 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 Yeah. And keep sending you to the vet for $500 bill is not going to help the source. Yeah, let's exactly. Let's take it deeper. So we'll identify the issues. We'll track the issues. We'll have everything written for your local vet so that they can see exactly what's been going on in the home and they can hopefully better diagnose it. And then we'll say, Hey, look, it's possible with, with the information we get for your vet that maybe your dog has allergies. 
That's why they're having these sores. Let's get to the root of the cause and let's focus. Let's step up skin and grooming. That's a big way to, to support allergies. Let's look into the digestive health. Let, let's look into the microbiome and see how the gut, gut health is doing. Like we will literally take it to the next level until we figure out the underlying condition and can help you prevent the issue from arising again and again. Wow. I yeah. love I yeah. think that's like really great because, um, yeah, I think a lot of like the, the care happens within the home to keep your pet healthy, you know? And so I'm, I'm big into homeopathic, like for myself and, you know, for my dogs, like, you know, I think that, um, I mean, my, my fiance, he loves animals, but not as much as I do. You know, he was, he's Romanian. He actually is an immigrant. He came here when he was real little with his parents. He, he said the way he was raised is that they never let pets in the house. You know, yeah. I'm so different, you know, even though he's, he loves animals. So like, I, you know, my, my the one dog, she sleeps in bed with us, <laughs> you know, I mean, so and I treat them like my kids. I do. You know, I don't have any kids of my own. I'm God willing. I still hopefully will have one, but these are my babies, you know, and I treat it and I treat them as such. So for me, like, I was like, oh yes, I can't wait to talk to her because I love my dogs. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I would say 85% of our base of, of members are, speak exactly in the same way that you speak. They see them as children. They sleep with them in bed or at least cuddle with them for a couple hours a day if they can. They prioritize them in their schedules. Um, so yeah, we're of the same mindset. I love that. Where can people find you, learn more if they want to sign up with Vetted Pet Health? Yeah, so we're on the App Store. We're also on Android, um, on Google Play. You can find us there. Um, we do give a free week of the vetted membership, so you can try it out. You can test out the 24-7 chat. You can test out the reminders. We also remind you of all of the care tasks you need to do for your pet at home and educate you how to do it. Um, and there's two other things you get with a paid membership. One thing is that we've partnered with ER hospitals all over the country, and we want you to always feel that you can see a doctor without paying the price tag. So um, with our ER partners, you'll never pay a dollar to see the doctor. There's waived exam fees at our ER partners. Um, and for the things that are preventative care that you need to do, but you can't do inside the home, like annual exams, vaccines, blood work, we will even give you, um, we'll give you a reward and allowance to go see your vet and do it. So we'll give you up to $245 to just go and see your vet and do those care tasks. Wow. That's amazing. And so, um, it, you don't, it's not a website. It's just strictly on an app. Yeah, you can go through our website and then it will push you to the app. You'll download the app. You'll have the option to become a member or to start a seven day um, free trial. And then you can test out everything and see how you like it and decide after that if you want to become a paying member. And so is a membership for like one animal or for if you have two, do you have to buy two memberships? How does that work? Nope. We are all about the household. Oh, and okay. we're about empowering you, the pet mom, the pet dad. So what we do is if you buy a membership, it covers any pet with the same address. So any pet in your household. 
That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Maya, for sharing that with us. Uh, I know that we, we am sure that we've got a lot of pet lovers out there with dogs and cats and, you know, we got to take care of those little fur babies of ours. So go check the Maya's company out, go download the app, sign up for your free trial, and I'm sure you are going to love it and use the resources that she has provided for you. Uh, this is the part of the show where I like to ask for last words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? I want to shout out to all the women entrepreneurs, because as a woman in this space, it's been really shocking to see like how few we are. And um, at Vetted right now, we're fully um, women employed company. So it's been just awesome to empower these lady bosses left and right, just to go out there and, and build the empire that they want to have and see. So I just want to say that if anybody ever wants to talk, wants to jump into entrepreneurship, is worried how, and I, I'm an open book. You can just reach out to me um, through LinkedIn. I will respond to your message. I will take any meeting with any potential woman entrepreneur and be that supportive network, but I'm here to support you. And, and hopefully we can have more of us all over the US. Yeah, hell yeah. Hashtag high five, boss babe. I love it. I'm all about supporting women entrepreneurs because I am one myself and it is not easy. So yes, that was beautiful. Thank you for saying that for all the ladies out there listening. We are united. <laughs> well, Maya, thank you so much for your time and what you do and sharing your story. I love it. You truly are have lived a life of being label-free and finding fulfillment and what brings your uh, heart joy. So keep doing that. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love this. You are welcome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Please don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests. Okay.